1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY yeah, Money. What's shaking, Daniel? Just the usual. What's the usual? How was your uh, thing you did? Your I'm alive. Bite? You're alive. It was awesome? Barely. Oh,
0: my gosh. Was Rook it amazing? Up a mountain. That's good. I thought it was hilly here in the bluegrass. Apparently, North Georgia has mountains.
1: I thought you were in Tennessee, and then Logan told me you
0: were in Georgia. I mean, it was a stone's throw. Stone's throw. I mean, literally, we passed the Welcome to Georgia sign, and then the house was like four miles past that.
1: And you had how many guys?
0: Fifteen. Wow. From two countries.
1: Really? Yeah, like Canada, Canada and the U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we gave like a lot of crap. It, We're though.
0: like, yeah, Canada's basically like North U.S. Yeah, it is. They apparently they don't like that joke, Canadians. No, not probably right now. And I think if they don't like that joke, they should move further from our border. There you go, because they're like right, right, right there. there, like yeah. they're just a, a toe out of the U.S.
1: Well, I'm glad you had Love a good the time, Canadians. That's though. fantastic. And uh, Logan was on the the podcast last week, right?
0: Yes. That feels like it forever it ago because we had to do it early in the week. Yeah. So it was like almost two weeks ago now. How do you
1: do? How's he, is he coming into his own or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah? He's
0: rocking and rolling. Okay. Good. Maybe we'll leave it to you guys sometime soon. I don't know. Mm, no, I'll I leave it to you guys sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, what else is shaking? Anything?
0: Uh, student loan extension. We talked about that a couple podcasts ago that that was probably coming, potentially coming. What did I say? I say I thought it would come. I didn't think it would come. I don't know. They're just kicking the can down the oh, road. Of course they are. Forever. So
1: how did, far did they extend it again?
0: Uh through August, I think, which means September 1 would be when they flip the switch on. I don't think they actually know how to turn the switch on now. Wow. So, I think they're I mean, they say publicly that they're trying to figure out if they can do forgiveness before they switch on payments, but I'm not sure they actually know how to like flip the switch and turn on payments. Maybe Interesting. they do. Maybe I'm um, not giving them enough credit. But.
1: Well, I'll tell you the the backdrop of the world, you know, interest rates, mortgage rates are now uh pushing 5%, very short. Oh, uh, they're over 5%. Are they over 5 at,
0: now? Yeah, I mean I think you can I mean, you go to like Bank Rate or something and it gets like the aggregate, but if you go to the, you know, just glance at most major banks, I think they're quoting over 5%, 5.25. 5.3. Over
1: 5, 5% with good credit. Yeah, that so assumes good credit. That assumes 20% you have down a and all solid shenanigans. solid balance sheet. Um, And so mortgage rates are are going up. Many people might immediately think, oh, well, we're going to see home prices soften immediately. That typically will there'll be a progression there. And if you think about it. Uh, the uh, mortgage rates going up effectively double above where they were or more, Uh, that's going to impact the the larger homes first, right? So if you were looking at a large home and thinking, well, we normally maybe not be able to afford this, but with this low interest rate, we can. Well, now factoring in new interest rates, factoring in higher costs for utilities and everything from groceries to maintenance, et cetera, people are going to more than likely be backing away away from those larger, higher-priced homes, and those uh, prices will be coming down, and then ultimately it should, I mean, theoretically, history is any, uh, uh, you know, whatever, Pat, what am I trying to say? Indication. Yes, indication, thank you. Uh, Then it would trickle on to to other homes as well. So it'll be really interesting. I I could see a theme, however, where smaller homes stay in demand for some time, because a lot of people, I think, are going to be looking to potentially downsize as they start staring at what is going to be, at least for the foreseeable future, higher utility cost, maintenance costs, etc. Um, I think we're just, believe it or not, even though we've seen it in the grocery stores and in filling it up in our gas pumps, etc., I, I think we're just starting to see it in the utility bills I think gas natural gas and and your heating fuel is going to go up considerably um, in the next year or so as well so uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out but there's no question it's going to impact the real estate market for sure
0: yeah I mean there'll be ripple effects although the forecasts I've seen even with the new data coming in are still forecasting over 10 percent price gains this year more like mid. 10, so like 15%-ish price gains this year and another 10% next year. So still really lofty forecast as far
1: as home price appreciation. Yeah, I think they'll be wrong. <laughs> That's my two cents. I think forecast most seems like a needed. heck
0: of a headwind to have you can two th- more double-digit years.
1: You can throw them in the trash and, and uh, you know, count it what it is. Anyways, all right, let's go to a question. We've got a unique one today. I don't think we've ever had a question uh, like this Uh, On the podcast, I welcome them uh, because not only, you know, certainly can we answer financial, personal finance questions, but I would say Daniel, Logan, myself, we we all have some experience when it comes to uh, professional decision-making and pathways and so forth. I know it's something that we talk about amongst each other on a regular basis, and we certainly talk about it uh, among other folks as well. So this is an interesting question about a career path or a choice regarding a career from Tyler. So Tyler, what do you got? D-I-Y-S Hey DIY guys. My name is Tyler. I'm 22 years old from Omaha, Nebraska. I currently work at Charles Schwab, but I'm also a full-time student studying business administration. I'm on track to graduate in December of 23, and I've been looking to go into the finance or commercial banking field. I've also been looking at continuing my education by getting an MBA or becoming a CFA. I would really like to hear your guys' opinion on which one's better. Thanks. Okay, Tyler, uh, I'm going to give you my two cents of what I share with uh, a lot of kids. You may or may not know I teach uh, undergraduate students at the University of Kentucky, uh, seniors for the most part, juniors as well, so sort of slide into that class on occasion. I, I, I hit this question head on a lot with a lot of these kids. The first thing that I'm going to share with you and listeners is I would not put the MBA and the CFA in in the same camp. So, for listeners out there, CFA uh, stands for Chartered Financial Analyst. Chartered Financial Analyst is a designation that anyone can get if you pass the tests. Now, it is a three Year or I should say a three-level uh, test. You have to pass one, two, and three in order to become a chartered financial analyst. Most people do it in year one, two, and three, that sort of thing. Uh, but nonetheless, it is not just something you study for like a you know the LSAT or the GMAT. You go and take that, and then you you know you can whatever enter into a school or something. Uh, I'll let Daniel address another one, which is the CFP. But I necessarily wouldn't put those mutually exclusive. Um, I think that it's more about what you're thinking you want to do, Tyler. So for example, if you proceed, you're probably now, I guess, a a, a junior rolling into an early graduation of your, you know, quote, fourth or senior year. Maybe I'm way off here, but I'm just kind of doing the math. Um, And so by now you maybe have had some valuation classes. Uh, You're you're doing some, you know, deep dive analysis on, on corporate Etc. If that is something that excites you, and it, that is something that you say, "Hey, I could see myself really going the analyst route," then a CFA makes a lot of sense. And a CFA is not something that you should wait on. In fact, many universities, including ours, the University of Kentucky, have scholarship programs that the university students can apply for while they're in school to begin taking the CFA. Many of my students who know they want to go this route graduate and either shortly thereafter or during their senior year actually pass the level one CFA. Now, the CFA is a very highly regarded uh, designation such that it's becoming more and more difficult to achieve. Why? Because what it is, the passing rate is based on a scale Determined by the number of students that are taking the exam. And the international students that are taking the exam every year are exploding. So it's becoming harder and harder to pass the various levels of the CFA. Going that route, if you think analyst route is for you, you can't go wrong going that route. Even if you have to shell out some bucks and put out the money. However, and this is a big however... If you think to yourself, I love finance, I love investing, I love business, but I cannot see myself staring at spreadsheets all day doing deep dive analysis on corporations, then the CFA is not for you. And I would not pursue it. You could look at an MBA. However, this is a huge deal for me, Tyler. I think it's much more important, this is my personal opinion, for you to go get some experience before you hop right back into an NBA. And many places of employment will pay for that. So the idea of going right from undergrad straight into an MBA, in my personal opinion, is a mistake. The reason for that, not only is it potentially being paid for by an employer, but if it's not, you then have a few years of work experience to give you an idea of where you want to focus on your MBA so do you want to go into an MBA program and try to come out with investment banking Do you want to be in consulting? Do you want to go down an analysis route? And you've already got your CFA or you're pursuing it. Plus, if you have your level one or level two, and then you start applying for MBA schools, that's going to look pretty good on the application process. So I think right now, Tyler, the only thing I would say is if you know you love the analysis and the deep dive of corporations, it's not going to hurt you to start pursuing the CFA right now. I think the MBA is up in the air, but ultimately I would wait. I would not look to go right in right after college. That's my two cents. Daniel is a CFP, Certified Financial Planner. Most of the questions we get or I get is in regards to CFA versus CFP. Totally not regarding uh, MBA because both CFA CFP could obviously pursue an MBA. So I'll let Daniel touch on the CFP, why he chose that, why he hasn't gone and gotten an MBA or CFA, et cetera, et cetera. So what say you, Daniel?
0: Yeah. So uh, CFP versus CFA. CFP is a sort of an outwardly facing. Uh, retail, financial planning designation. Uh, So it's really working and interacting with clients, preparing financial plans for individuals and so forth. CFA is is primarily analysis focused. So it's, uh, for lack of a better description, sort of back of house uh, analysis, really deep diving into uh, financials and uh, various investments and so forth. So uh, just by nature of picking one of those or either of those, assuming that you don't get both of them, uh, picking one of those sort of gives you a trajectory of what you intend to do or what you're interested in or, or where you want to go, whether that's more of the institutional side or the retail side, working with individuals and, and doing planning and, and so forth. So uh, I think just understanding yourself and what it is you want to do, uh, you can really answer that question as far as uh, which one is right for you. Uh, yeah, I don't have a NBA at this point yet. Uh It's always interesting, though I'm not in love with the idea of going and getting more school. Learning is great, but the actual homework and all of that is is a bit much. I studied for the CFP for year and a half or something like that, and uh, that was brutal. So, uh, actually going and getting an MBA, while intriguing, uh, I love learning, is not necessarily with kids and everything, something that we've prioritized so far as a family.
1: Tyler, the last thing I would add is be very careful. I see a lot of kids who don't really know what they want to do look to add to their resume going down these very, very intensive routes, such as the CFA, MBA, what's another one, Masters in in Finance. So the final thing I'll say, uh, Taylor, Tyler? Tyler, sorry, is, uh, you know, be very, very careful To go down one of these routes just because you don't necessarily know what you want to do after graduation. It's perfectly fine not to know what you want to do after graduation. And in fact, I think it's a detriment that we apply so much pressure to university students that they should have life figured out, a job lined up, a career in mind, etc., etc. I think you should go out in the world and try different things and ultimately build a qualitative list of what you want your life to look like. Where do you want to live? Do you want to work inside? Do you want to work outside? Do you want to work with people? Do you want to work solo? Do you want to be in a place that has four seasons? Do you want to be in a place like Florida that has one season? Do you want to you know work in a big company, a small company? You know all these things are qualitative lists, and then as you build that out, you can start to refine that. then you can apply further academics or designations to support what you're wanting to do, and that is a much smarter and efficient use of your time. Great question. Thanks for sending that in. I'm always open. I think Daniel would would agree. We're always open to dialogue about careers, business, uh, anything in regards to what you're searching to do in in your life? Many people re- reach out to us not through the podcast, but uh, personally regarding second career decisions. You know, I've been in the corporate world for a long time. I want to go back and get my CFP or my CFA or my MBA. What are your thoughts on that? Always love to answer those questions. So Tyler, thanks again for sending that in. We'll send you a twenty five dollar. Amazon gift card for doing so. Uh, The queue is open, I will tell you that. A lot of the questions that we've gotten over the last couple of weeks, we unfortunately have not been able to use. Um, Either they are too long, we try to keep them at a minute or under, Or they're not audio questions. So uh, I'm not sure why people send in written questions still. But nonetheless, uh, the queue is open. If you want to ask us a question and get a $25 Amazon gift card, just send us an audio file to podcast at diymoney.org. That's podcast at diymoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty darn simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.